Summerton, Philadelphia, and we are resuming Evan Schleim over here. Beautiful Thursday morning. Thursday morning already. How did that happen? How do we let that happen? How do we let that happen? Okay. We got to get someone on top of this. This, this madness. But anyway, okay. Apparently it is a beautiful Thursday. It's a, apparently it's a Thursday morning. It's a beautiful Thursday morning. And we are up to Perik Vav. Simon Bays over here. Perik Vav Simon Bays is the Perik where the guy goes through Chinuch. And we saw, we saw on Simon Aleph, he had some very, very, very insightful insights to share with us. Let's now see Simon Bays. Zok the guy. Misha Maineh Meliasru Lahakais as Benoi. Aldarisha Roy Liasroi. Someone who refrains from disciplining and and um, hitting his child. We're talking about hitting, striking him, patching him in the uh, in the in the uh, process of disciplining of raising him. So someone that refrains from you know and and lahakis. This morning's discussion is not going to be a discussion about whether you should you know get physical with disciplining your children, patching or not patching. And that's a, it's going to come up later in this parak. For the time being, Lahakois, you know, there's different ways of hitting your kids. The guy is talking about giving very firm, very firm and uh, strict discipline. So someone that refrains from that, refrains from giving strict, severe, firm discipline to his children, the guy is careful to say on something that he really should be disciplined for, where well, he does step out of line, and you try to cover up for him. You look the other way. This is not someone who loves his kids, this is someone who hates his kids. Hates them. <coughs> What's going to happen at, at the end? <coughs> What's going to result from the parent um, that, that neglects to discipline his child, it's really neglect of his child himself, of the child himself or herself, and this child who does not receive discipline from the parents will end up, Tarbusra is going to end up going off, going to end up in a bad crowd, bad habits, bad lifestyles, doing bad things. Abel, Misha Oyevas Benoi, someone who truly loves his child, not only he will certainly discipline him, call him out for things that he needs to be called out for, Elisha Dirish Olav, he's more than that, he's gonna be constantly scrutinizing his kid. Dirish Olav, scrutinizing and demanding of his child. Pen Nidnut Kal, be looking for little things that might have gone wrong, little areas where the child stepped out of line in his speech, in his conduct, and his behavior. And he'll discipline him for that. <coughs> no, the guy is saying is someone that truly loves his child will be will be making this child crazy, it sounds like harassing him. Will be will be hounding him. Hounding and harassing, always looking for epis little areas where he might be off and, and disciplining him for that. That's why the Gemara says we had this in Makkas. We had this not that long ago, Makkas man, right? We had this Gemara that said, Afilu Gamir Nami Mitzvah So the Gemara says that even if the child or the student of the Rebbe is behaving, it's a mitzvah to discipline him, to keep him in line. And the guy's understanding of that is that... Uh, I, I took your copy on Shlema, the, the uh, mine's back at the ranch. Thank you. Thank you for sponsoring this morning's shir. 
Um, as the, tra- the, Gemara, the Gemara says that even if a child is already behaving, is in line, is doing the right thing, it's still a mitzvah to discipline him. What the Gemara means, says the guy, what's the Gemara mean? You patch your kid even if he's behaving? What's that supposed to mean? Says the guy, means this idea that even if on the surface to the, to the casual observer, to the casual eye, looks like he's doing great, nothing, nothing the matter, nothing to discipline him for, the, the um, responsibility of parenting goes beyond that. No, you got to look for little things. There's definitely little things that he is, that he is guilty of. Little things that he needs to that he needs to be disciplined regarding little things that need to be corrected, and that's what the Gemara is referring to. It's, you got to keep patching for all those little things that you wouldn't notice unless you're scrutinizing him and looking for them. Ba'inu says uh, yes. Says the guy shouldn't be any slight inclination deviation towards anything that's bad. The more a person truly loves his kid, the more he's going to discipline him. Or he's going to give him rebuke. And admonish him. So the true measure of how much a parent really loves his child is how much teichach he's giving him. The greater the love, the greater the teichach, the, the admonishment, the discipline, and the rebuke. Period. Okay, end of base. So let's ask some questions over here. The guy's message is, is quite clear. Um, correct parenting means um, not, 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 not refraining from discipline. And he divides discipline into two levels over here. There's disciplining for the obvious and disciplining for the not obvious, for the overt and the covert things that are going wrong, for the obtuse, the obtuse areas where your child is clearly out of line, clearly misbehaving, clearly not conducting himself properly. And then there's another area of 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 where the parent has to admonish and rebuke and discipline the child, things that, that, that you would not pick up unless you're really looking for them, really, you know, um, analyzing and scrutinizing your child with, through the lenses of Midas Hadin, you know, harsh, unforgiving scrutiny. That's the second level of, of uh, areas where your child's off and says the guy, you've got to be disciplining for that also. So that's, that's the guy says, but, but he, he, he characterizes this in terms of your relationship with a child. And he says that the parent who truly loves their child will not only um, readily give musr discipline and, and rebuke for the obvious missteps, but they'll be actively looking for the little, the claim, the, the, the claim For the little things also, they'll be actively looking for that. If you really love your kid, the more you love your kid, the more you're going to be looking for to nitpick, to mamish nitpick. Said the converse that the parent who's who's really refraining from discipline is a parent that hates their kid. They, they hate their kid because by refla- re, by failing to discipline, refla- refraining from disciplining, the kid will go off. So l- let's ask a couple of questions over here. Let's ask a few questions. Um, <clears throat> this is a little bit of a surprise. This idea of nitpicking of nitpicking. And one would think that, you know, the correct chinuch is to get that balance where the obvious and, and obtuse areas where your kid is off, that's where you invest. The little things will take care of themselves. And we would support that by saying, look, if I call out my kid on every single dumb thing that he does, he's going to go nuts. He's going to go crazy. going to choke him. going to suffocate him. 
That's what we would think, right? You have to find that balanced approach to parenting. And, you know, correct him on the major, the big things, and everything else will, will click into place. The guy is saying the opposite. The guy is saying, the more the merrier. The more you nitpick, the better of a parent you are, and the more you love your kid. So how do we, you know, understand that? And how do we um, get to the bottom of the... the, 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 the uh, the guidance the guy is giving to us over here in Chinuch, and what does that show us really about the proper approach to Chinuch? Now, how do we try to maybe apply that practically in, in, in uh, you know, in, with our families, with our children? Again, this, it goes against our common sense, but, but again, our common sense is definitely the last, like, parameter that we should be using in terms of, like, figuring out proper parenting. That's why we're learning the, the words of the Vilna Gain and Shlema, to, to get the, the Gain's tired, the Gain's teaching, the Gain's guidance. But, again, so, so what, where are we off, and what's the Gain revealing to us? What's the Gain sharing with us? What are the Yisaitis and the Chinuch that the Gain is giving us? Okay, again, in the fact that he's saying the best Chinuch is where you mamish, like, nitpicking. You're picking up on every little dumb thing, and you're looking for the dumb things. You're looking for the, you know... For the uh, your kid, Bar Hashem made it out of bed, made the shachris in the morning. He asked him, "Yeah, but were you there for Rabunim Kaddish? You made Rabunim Kaddish, right? Great, you were there for the Gantz Pesukah de Zimra. He's so happy he was there with his tefillah for Gantz Pesukah de Zimra. Baruch Hu Kriyashma Tefillah B'Zibur." And you ask him, "Were you there for Karbunus? Were you there for for Rabunim Kaddish?" That's like the nitpicking. The, 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 yeah, Zoe, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. And the guy says, "Yes." And if you truly love your child, you're going to find, you know. All the little things, the nitty gritty, the, the 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 little stuff you'll be dis- giving a discipline. Okay, let's ask another question. That is the way the guy kind of touches things up over here. The way the guy um, defines the two types of parents: the parent who is going all out, going like nuclear on his kid. That's the parent who really loves his kid. This is the guy on the, the converse, the the parent who refrains from disciplining, doesn't really love his kid. He hates his kid. He hates his kid. Why? Because the kid, eventually, the kid who was, who was neglected, who was not disciplined, who doesn't get rebuke and guidance from his parents, eventually will go Latar Bozra. So that we get, you know, that makes a lot of sense, sure. Of course, if you don't, you know, you, 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 you uh, don't give your child any sort of, any sort of, of discipline, any sort of chinuch, any guidelines, any um, red lines and absolutes, you don't give your kid any, any, any uh, structure. Because you you are neglecting your responsibilities of chinuch for sure. You know we know that's going to result in the kid's going to be a para adam. He's going to be a vildechai. He's going to grow up. He's going to go latar basra for sure. Now we understand. But the guy is telling us that such a parent um, hates their child. And how do we understand that? What does it mean that that parent really hates their kid? Now is the is the guy the easiest way to understand is that is the guy is speaking. Um, you know, um, I guess maybe um, allegorically, um, and he's 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 just showing us that we're making a mistake. He's he's saying, um, you, you know, you think that you're 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 sparing your child from discipline because you really you think you know you've convinced yourself you really love your kid. You really hate the kid. This is this act of hatred. That's, that's not an act of love, that's an act of hatred. Um, that would be an easy way to understand what the guy is saying when, when he talks about, um, when he talks, oh, one moment. Uh, yeah, so it would be easy to understand this guy that he's, he's like, 
allegorically is the wrong word, but to say like he's showing you what you're really doing. You think you really love your kid, that's why you're not disciplining him. You really hate him. Really, that's an act of hatred. What's hard to, uh, hard to you know, process about that, it's hard to you know, make peace with, is it doesn't sound like what the, that's what the guy is saying. It doesn't sound like he's like, you know, holding up the mirror and, 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 and showing us what we're really doing. It sounds like he's saying it's really coming from hatred. It's coming from a place of hatred. Meaning, there's some kind of hatred going on. That's why I do this to my kid. Uh, that's why I don't discipline him, because I hate him. Hari says, Soine. It doesn't say it's like an act of hatred. You really are someone who hates your kid. And that's very hard to understand, because the typical parent, the typical parents who neglects his discipline duties, the typical parent who does not um, rebuke his children doesn't really, you know, uh, if you would ask him, he's not going to tell you that, yeah, I hate my kid so much, that's why I'm not giving him any more, sir. He'd say, I, I love my kid so much, you know, I, 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 um, I, I just can't, I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me to give them Musa. I don't have it in me to call them out. I don't have it in, in me to give them discipline um, because, you know, they're so dear to my heart. He will definitely attribute it to love and not to hatred. So, yeah, we could easily say that what the guy means when he says, Hari says, Soine Espanoi. And again, what is the guy? The guy's getting it from a Pasuk and Mishle. Not even the, right, the guy's really paraphrasing the Pasuk and Mishle. It says, Spare the rad. In English, it said, Spare the rad, spoil the child. It's not really what the Pasuk says. The Pasuk says, um, it says you hate your kid if you spare the rod you hate your child that's really what the Pasuk says um, so that's what the guy is, is lifting this idea from the Pasuk of Mishle. Um, it, it, the question is on you know both at the same time the Pasuk Mishle, which the guy is channeling for us over here the, 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 the Pasuk the Torah and the Vilna Goyne are presenting to us that you really hate your kid you don't really love your kid you really hate your kid and the question is it doesn't seem that way. It doesn't feel that way. It doesn't look that way. It looks fakir. You, you, you love your kids so much that you just don't have it in you to punish them. You don't have it in you to, to, to smack them, to patch them, to give them rebuke and admonishment. Um, so what is that supposed to mean? That the guy who doesn't give his kids musr, you think you're loving kids, you really hate your kids. Do you really hate your kids? No, you don't really hate your kids. And it doesn't sound, again, to, to say that what the guy means is it's an act of hatred. That would be nice, but that would be l'chair apologetics. It doesn't sound like that's what the guy is saying, that it's an act of hatred. It's like, no, you really hate your kid. So vas tutsachto. Well, how do we understand? So we have two opposites over here that have to be understood. But why is it that the guy who neglects his chinuch duties and responsibilities is, is, is not disciplining his kid? Why is he branded as someone that hates his kid? Where is that hatred? Where do you see that hatred? Why is that called that he hates his kid? And, and um, why is it that if you truly love your kid, you're not only going to discipline them for the obvious and the obtuse, but you're going to nitpick and mamish make the mishuga for the all the little, little, eensy, beansy, teeny-weeny, nitty-gritty stuff too, and the more you love them, the more you're going to be actively looking for little things that they did wrong. How do we how do we understand that as being the, the, the wholesome approach to to chinuch and why is that the greatest act of love and and uh, you know how does that work how does that work in practical parenting? Okay, so let's try to address all these questions.
and unlock what's going on over here in Simon Bays. So let's start with the, with the, with the first half. The, um, the one who refrains from disciplining his children, refrains from giving them musr, from rebuke, and we're told in the Pazik Mishle and in the Gain also, how he says, you really hate your kid. You hate him. What's going on over here? So what's happening here? What's happening here is like this. It's like this, Rabbi Say. Two ideas which really come together and blend into one. Very, very profound idea that the guy is sharing with us over here. Um, very profound idea. Um, The guy is labeling this guy as someone who hates his kid. You don't give your kid Musr, you really hate him. Really? I really hate him? That's why I'm not giving him Musr? What's that supposed to mean? If I cared, I, I, I love him to pieces. He's so cuddly, he's so yummy, delicious, so adorable. That's why I can't shout at him. That's why I can't give him Musr. That's why I can't bear to rebuke him, because I love him so much. What does that mean, you hate your kid? Where do we see that hatred? Where does that hatred manifest? Terrence like this. Soine can mean a whole bunch of things. I mean, it means, it means hatred in the conventional sense, the, the, the way we understand hate. I hate you. I hate your guts. I really hate you. But soine, soine is also a noun. And when it's a noun, I don't mean a hater. A soine is an enemy. Soine is an enemy. And when we, when we understand the word Soine in Sin and Lashon HaKodesh, we've talked about this in the past, not in Evan Shleim, not in the morning shir, but in the Chumash perhaps, it's come up. Soine in Lashon HaKodesh and Sinna, hatred and a hater, hatred and an enemy, in its most basic sense, doesn't mean what we refer to as hatred. Um, I don't like this person. It means repulsion or opposition. And there's an opposition over there. Two matters that oppose each other. That oppose each other. Two entities, two countries, two people that oppose each other. When there's opposition, that's what sinna is. Sinna means opposition, repulsion. Two things that, that push away from one another. That's why, this is where this, this has come up before, in Parshas Vayetzei, Pasuk says that Yaakov hated Leah. He was Soine. Leah was Senua. Leah was hated. Yaakov Avinu, the Helig Yaakov Avinu, whose countenance is on the Kisei HaKavid. Yaakov Avinu, who's the Bechir Shabbos, the, the, the Spitz of the forefathers. He hates his wife. He hates his wife. So Soine, again, it means there's a repulsion. There's opposition. He wasn't ready to marry Leah yet. He wasn't ready to be making binyanimus, to, to be creating with Leah. There, there's, there's an opposition over there. That's what the sin is. Two negatives and two positives. Exactly. That, that's right. That's right. So that's when, when you could use the same term with Magnus, right? We're not talking about opposites and negatives right now. I mean, positive and negatives. But that's that, that act of repulsion and opposition. That's sin. Opposition and repulsion. Two things push away from one another when there's an opposition. So that's what sin is. And that's really what a soine is. A soine enemy 
you, we can have enemies that are arbitrary enemies, random enemies. It's like, you know, I'm your enemy just because I don't, I, I, I don't like you. You're my enemy because you don't like me. That's sinas chinam. We call that sinas chinam, right? Sphere of time now. We're working on sinas chinam. We're working on baseless hatred. The students of Rabbi Kiva had sinas chinam. Didn't like each other just because they didn't like each other. Good, that's sinas chinam. But you can have sinam, opposition, that's not chinam, that's not baseless, and that we are really are diametrically opposed. There's, there's, we're, we're, we're in opposition. There's a clash between the two of us, and that pushes us away from each other, whatever that clash is. And that makes us soinim. I'm a soinay to you, you're a soinay to me, when there's, when there's, when there's some um, opposition over there, when there's opposition. Excuse me. The parent... Does this mean an enemy? It can mean an enemy, yes. Soinay can mean an enemy. The term for an enemy. There's other words in Lashon HaKadosh that also mean enemy. Soinay... Um, it's a Hebrew word, yeah? It's a Hebrew word, yeah. So what means this? An enemy... Okay. Mm-hmm. One of the bad guys. Sine is a bad guy. Uh, can it be said about the, your partner in a in chess game? He's not your enemy. He's in your the, position. Yeah. But he's not your enemy. Okay. Do you want to know what, what's the right term to use someone that you're playing chess against? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's, no, is it, it relevant is, to is, the... No, no. Is it, is it the same meaning? In a borrowed sense, in, in a very, very narrow sense, yeah. For the next 45 minutes, we're in opposition to each other because we're playing a tournament because only one of us can win and each of us is trying to beat the other. So in a, in a very limited sense, yeah, for the next 45 minutes, outside this game, we're best buddies. In this game, we'll, we'll be signing, yeah. Hectora scholars. What? Hectora scholars, they're arguing with each other. That's right. No end. That's right. And for, that through, for the three-hour learning session, they're signing them. Exactly, exactly. It would be the same thing. Very good. Will be the same exact thing for the, th- th- that three-hour first seder. They're they're enemies. They're enemies. Um, um, yeah. There's op- opposition. There's opposition where they're clashing. There's swords against one another, locking horns. Each one coming with their approach, their understanding. That's an opposition. So a soyne is an enemy. An enemy is someone that is stands opposed to. The person who is on the other side, the other side of the board, the other side of the table, the other side of whatever. That's what a soyne is. When, that's, a soyne is someone who has sinna. Sinna is, there's opposition. We're pushing each other apart. And a soyne is someone who is on the opposite side of whatever playing field we're talking about from someone else. So let's bring this back to Chinuch. The Gain says that the parent who refrains from disciplining his children, it really is soyne to his child. He's really a soyne. Um... Why is he a soyne? Why is he called an enemy of his child when he really, in fact, he has a hard time disciplining him because he loves his kid? So again, we don't want to say we're resisting the, the tempting easy way out over here, which is, oh, the guy means what you think is love is really hatred. Again, that's not the pshat in the guy. It doesn't sound like what the guy is saying. The guy is saying, this what your your feelings are really feelings of hatred. You're, you're not that it ends up being hatred because you're going to send your kid off the derech. Not that it ends up being the greatest act of, of of um, of um, of, uh, of, uh, of, of malice towards your child because he will go off as a result. He's gonna he's gonna end up you know he's gonna end up in a very bad place. 
so it ends up being hatred? No, the guy is saying, right now you're a soyne. It's really coming from sin. It's not coming from Ava. What does it mean it's coming from sin? Terence says, Rabbi Yisai. As much as this parent is telling himself, you know, I can't discipline, I can't rebuke, I can't match my child. Why? Because they're so cozy and cuddly and I love them so much and how could I rebuke them? How could I give them teichach? How could I discipline them? He is really using that as an excuse. He or she. He or she are really using those feelings as excuses. And but in our remaining time, we're going to explore two ideas over here. And they both go hand in hand. They're both two sides of the same coin. Idea number one is that this notion that the parents has, that like, I, I, I just can't, I can't bring myself to patch my kid. And again, we're not getting into patching this morning. I can't bring myself to sit down and have a serious talk with my son or daughter. Why? We ask them why. Just because I love them too much. It's not really because they love them too much. It's because they love themselves too much. They love themselves too much. They love themselves too much. And they don't like having to play that bad cop role. They don't like it. It's uncomfortable. It's unpleasant. It's unpleasant. I like much more the feelings I get when I smother my children with love and I enjoy them and they're so cuddly, cozy, mushy and gushy and they're so much fun and so so nice and and, and that, that's, that's what really does it for me. That's, that's what I wait for. That's like my high when it comes to parenting. Those are the highlights. That's job satisfaction when I enjoy my children. But what I'm really enjoying is I'm enjoying myself. I'm enjoying that feedback that I get, that positive feedback that I get from, from uh, you know, from the, 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 the more tender, cozier, cuddlier sides of being a parent. I like those feelings. When you're telling me I get a phone call from the principal, I get a letter home from the Moro, I get uh, a call from a parent, that's something my kid did. Now, you, you want me to sit down with my kid and give my kid discipline now? You want, my kid, you want me to give my kid toichacha? I don't like that. I, when I say I can't do that because I love my kid too much, what I'm really saying is I love myself so much, too much. I don't like playing that role. It's uncomfortable, it's unpleasant. I don't like playing the role of the bad cop. I don't like having to give discipline. I don't like the feelings that it brings out in me. I just don't like those feelings. It's not gishmak. So as much as we convince ourselves that we shy away from discipline and rebuke because, because you know, we love our kids so much, how could I bring myself to patch him? How could I bring myself to discipline her? How could I bring myself to have a good sit-down with my daughter, with my son, give them a muzzle schmooze? I love them too much. No, I really love myself too much. I love myself so much that I'm pampering myself, trying to spare myself from having to do something unpleasant, which is play the role of the disciplinarian. Which means I'm really in opposition to my kid. I'm not on the same side of the battlefield. I put him on the opposite side of the battlefield. I'm not looking after him. I'm looking after myself. I'm looking after myself, Rabbi Say. Such a scary, scary, scary idea. I'm looking after my own satisfaction, for my own gratification, for my own thrills and highlights as a parent, enjoying the, 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 the finer moments of being a parent, and I'm protecting myself from the uglier moments, from the disciplinarian moments. I don't want to have to discipline my kid. My kid became an enemy. My kid became an enemy. I'm not looking out for him. I'm looking out for myself. 
what a terrifying, scary idea, but this is what the guy is revealing to us. You are someone who hates your kid. It's not something that, it's not something that ends up being hatred, doesn't end up being sinna. No, this is an act of sinna because I've put myself in opposition to my child. I'm on one side, he's on the other side. I'm looking at for my own best interests, not for his best interests or her best interests. I'm looking for myself. I want to protect myself from playing the role of disciplinarian. A very eye-opening idea here. I have to be prepared to be the disciplinarian. If I'm really on my kid's side, I have to play roles that are uncomfortable. I have to do things that are unpleasant. I have to do things that I'm not interested in doing. But there's a second idea that's lurking here within the gain as well as to why a parent who neglects parenting is a soine, is really an enemy, and that is the following. So both ideas go hand in hand. They're both contained here within the gain. The second idea, Rabbi, is as follows. Why is a person really revealed to be a soine to his child, an enemy of his child, someone who doesn't like his kid? when he has a hard time parenting, a hard time giving discipline. Because he really perceives his kid as the enemy. He's starting off with a latent, subconscious perception of his child as the enemy. And he wants to make sure what? His kid really likes him. I'm interested in making sure that my kids like me. I want my kids to like me. I want my kids to be fond of me. I want my kids to love me. I don't want my kids to hate me. And I have this idea in my head that if I discipline my kids, they're not going to like me anymore. If I have to give my kids rebuke, teichach and musr, they're not going to be fond of me. I have to get them on board. I see them as, as, as people that are naturally not going to like me if I have to be a parent. And it's my objective to try to bring them over from the other side of the battlefield onto my side. I see my kids as enemies, and I see it as my mission to make sure that my kids really adore me and love me to pieces, and I'm, and that my kids are, are, are my number one fans. I have a fan club. I want to make sure I have a fan club. And this is a gross neglect of your parenting duties, and when a child is perceived as such, he's really perceiving as, a, as, a, as, a, as an enemy that has to be brought on board, then I see my kids as potential fans. I see myself as the one that has to be idolized. I want to be put on a pedestal. I want, you know, forget about Ramayshin or Biankov on your wall. You tell your kids, Ramayshin color. I want my picture to be on your wall. You're not going to say that. That's really deep, 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 deep down. That's what the kid, that's what the parent really wants. I want you to be my fan club. I want Hasidullah over here. I want to be my kid's best friend. I want them to be best friends with me. I want them really to adore me, to love me. How can I patch them? How can I give them musr? How can I give them rebuke? How can I give them discipline? I give them discipline. They're not going to like me anymore. They're not going to like me anymore. They're not going to be my best friend. I'm not going to be their fan. Let's say, you know, you have your sports idol. Who's your sports idol? John Elway. John Elway. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. He's going to say, Gary, what is the guy's name? Kasparov? John Elway's even better, right? Okay, John Elway. So let's say my my idol, my sports idol is John Elway. Wow, I'm his number one fan. His picture's on my wall. John Elway, good for you, Rabbi Yulay. Five points for Rabbi Yulay. John Elway, let's say I have the chance of a lifetime. He's signing autographs. Signing autographs. And I'm waiting online to get the autograph from John Elway. And it's my turn, looks down at me. He says, he says, you, I'm going to give you an autograph. You have a runny nose. Your shoes are untied. Your shirt's untied. Get out of here. 
right? Well, he just lost a fan, right? Uh, he's, I'm not his number one fan anymore. I'm definitely not going to like this guy. I'm not going to be very fond of him. And he's never going to do that. He's not going to do that. Right? Unless he's really dumb. He's not going to do that. You don't abuse your fans. You, you, don't, you, know, you end up with a very small, very shvach fan base if you abuse, abuse your fans. You want these kids to love you. You want them to have your picture on the wall. The problem is when a parent begins to think that way as well, he, he, he really should be handing in his parenting license. But the moment the parent has this need to be his kid's best friend, for them to adore him, to be fond of him, to, to love him and like him, if he has that need, if that's a need, he, he will no longer be parenting. He will no longer be giving rebuke and toichacha and discipline because that goes against that grain. If I, if I shatter my kids, if I, if, I, if I discipline them, they're not going to like me anymore and I need them to like me. I'm desperate for them to like me. And when a person has such an attitude like that towards his kids, he's really made his kids enemies. His kids are his enemies. They're enemies that have to be brought on board, enemies that have, to be, that have to be conquered, enemies that have to be brought to my side of the arena because I'm desperate to turn you guys from enemies into friends. But the moment you have that need, that desperation again, that's the moment that you lose the ability to parent them, to give them teichacha. So two major insights from the going over here. In the first half, we'll begin with this again tomorrow, just to chazlis. We'll continue the second half. Thank you all for joining. Yeah. That, that feeling, feeling.